Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches. Today's a very special, special episode. It really is. It's actually a special bonus episode. We do a few of these here each season. We've just finished season two, and we're going to go over some of our top, top moments, I guess. We'll see how many we get to, actually. Yeah, and we'll see how many I remember. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game. Very good. All right. Our guests today are Ryan Haley and Mike Gravano. They are the co-founders of your pop Filter, a creative podcast collective that focuses on all things pop culture, including their very, very popular OC Disorder podcast, which is all about the OC. Ryan and Mike have produced shows like the Superhero Show Show. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's what we <laughs> call it. Dumb thing we came up with. Superhero Show Show, Movie of the Year, and the OCD since 2010. And that is just under the Your Pop Filter umbrella. The dynamic duo has also taught podcasting classes at the community high school, and university. Wait, that sounded weird. At the community level, high school level, and university level? <laughs> you can find everything Your Pop Filter and most things Ryan and Mike at yourpopfilter.com. And Rachel, welcome to class. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. I need a lot of help. I'm so happy you're here today because good <laughs> Lord, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> welcome. welcome, Ryan and Mike. Thank you, Thank for you so much us. for having us. It's so fun to have you here. Um, Yes, I was just explaining to you guys that I like to listen to other podcasts because I like to hear what fan reaction is. And you know what? There's a lot of OC podcasts out there. I don't think that other shows that I've done have a lot of um, uh, podcasts out there. So there's, there's... Have you looked? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm sure you have. I know. I wonder. It is interesting, but I guess it is a show that resonated with, you know. Oh, yeah. And especially like, so where we, we say this on our show, like, we both grew up in Orange County. Oh, what? Uh, and so I know, Mindy, you're from yeah. there as well. Where are you from? Dana Point. Dana Point. Okay, so we're both from Huntington. Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting, but we're, we grew up Poe. Like, we, we're we not the rich... The host, Posey. We're not rich <laughs> Newport kids. And so it's it's a lot of fun to be like, well, maybe it was like that in Newport, but not in the fucking that's Huntington. Like, that's kind of the way I feel like yeah. it was. Like, you, if we went to Newport, you saw the kids driving those Porsches and right. stuff, and it's like, hmm, Yeah. Were you watching the OC while it was airing? Were, were you yes. in high school or? I was just out of high school, and okay. I, I was just in it then. Yeah, and yes. you guys knew each other then. No, no. Oh, we met at later, probably over the love of this show. <laughs> really? <laughs> at a party, let's say, you know, somebody brought up Pittsburgh, and then we both said Pittsburgh you at the same time, and yeah. then our eyes locked, and that was it. <laughs> and the love That's, story was yes. created. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, well, how did everything come about? Like, give us, give us your story. 
We we met. I was at the tail end of high school. Yeah. And a friend of mine was a backup dancer for this weird show. It was a murder mystery musical based on fast <laughs> food characters. Awesome. Okay. And I was like, that does sound awesome. And then she was like, they need tech helpers. And I was like, I can carry heavy things. I can wear all black. That's fine. Uh, and so I, I show up to the Huntington Beach Central Library, and they're making. Uh, welcome to or what is, who shot Mary McCheese uh, and Ryan was the one of the writers and the director of the play and then very quickly we're like oh we're the same kind of weird <laughs> and then I realized that uh, one of my favorite bands that I saw like twice play uh, him and a couple of the other guys were singers of it they were called Badass Wagon I'm just blowing up your whole spot yeah that's I thought we were gonna lie and make jokes about oh, okay, how we met sorry. but this is the truth I mean I, <laughs> like, uh, I like the Pittsburgh story so I'm yeah no, that's the one we'll then. go with that yeah, one yeah, go with the story <laughs> That's so, so cool. What do you think it was about the OC that was, was it different for you? Was it, you know, what was it? What was the Jena Sue? I, I remember. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I lived at a house uh, with a bunch of other people and which means there was always people over partying and the parties just stopped on the OC nights and it went from like four people in a room to 40 people in a room. Appointment television, which is something that, you know, we don't have anymore. Um, just there every week. This was about like right when the show blew up, like episode six, uh, about to go on that break because Marissa died in Tijuana. Right. <laughs> um, and that's, and like, I asked people, I talked to them like, why, why this show? There's so many other shows. And I think all of the, all of the gasp moments, all of the drama, you know, that, I mean, the, it was a loud crowd, like in my house, <laughs> screaming and yelling. Um, but it, there's just something more. It's not, there's so many high school shows, teenager shows, but the scripts were so much different. You know, the characters, the, the dialogue, the, the funniness, like it just hit different than any other show. Yeah. The, the humor, like <clears throat> not to talk shit on other shows that were the contemporaries, but like one, okay. But like <laughs> one tree Hill wasn't making anybody laugh. Like it, it didn't have that same, that joke factor. And I think a huge part is the, the kids storylines and the adult storylines are both equally important. And it's fun rewatching it. And you're like, I kind of don't give a shit about who's going to go to what dance. But like, Kiki and Sandy, are they going to make it through this rough patch? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, it, it has one of those like something for everybody. And there's so many characters. Like, we were both little nerdy Seth types. And so watch us be, and like, the world is calling him a loser, but maybe he's cool. And then you get older, you're like, no, he's a fucking loser, but not for the reasons <laughs> he thinks. Uh, yeah, it, it was just, it did so much. Well, we've learned that. We've learned that Seth was that character that originally Fox was did not want to put him on the poster. Sure. They didn't see, they didn't quite see it. He didn't fit that um that formula mm -hmm. of a leading man and he became this anti-hero that had never really he became one of the most popular characters obviously. Yeah, yeah that and, we've we've discovered. And sh showed what pop culture was becoming like. Seth is ahead of like we're all we all are all that now. Like we're obsessed with our own dumb little bullshit and and it's ha how everybody views the world. Oh my god, would Seth have a podcast if the show took place today? <laughs> so so many podcasts. <laughs> For sure. So, that's awesome. So, you've obviously spent a lot of time with the show and you've talked about the show. Who are were your favorite or are your favorite characters? from the show? I thought about this one a lot. And I think I can honestly say that, you know, I love my dad and men in my family, but my baby, my one-year-old is going to have a better life because of Sandy Cohen and Aww. watching. He is my dad role model. So I have to go with him. That's amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I'm finding the same thing. I mean, 
we're very invested in the adult storylines. And when when Sandy walks in to, to Lance and there's a prostitute and I made the comment like, nothing phases him. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> he remains the no same. No judgment. Just like yeah. mellow. And, and when he does get angry, it means something. So, yes. yeah. He and needs I've everybody where they are. Eyebrows too, just to <laughs> match him. Although I do remember, you know, on your podcast, you made a comment that I really oh, agree shit. with. That no, that Summer's the most mature Mm-hmm. Character oh, yeah. on the show. What? Yeah, it's an interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting point of view. We're, really? There's a moment today that we're going to talk about where yes. you yes. watch it happen. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, but it's not way to get there. <laughs> in the first couple episodes, you know, the show's trying to figure Summer out, yeah. and then once she stops being just like another Holly, like when she's. <laughs> part of the core four, she sees through everybody's bullshit and she's the only one who's like, this is how I am, world. Deal with it. And nobody, everybody else is always trying to hide what their intentions are and what they want. And and Summer doesn't do that. I'd like mm-hmm. to say that Josh was inspired by me personally. <laughs> yeah, that. for I'm sure. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. But yes. No, but Josh's <laughs> own, You going back to what, what resonated with you with the show and that humor, that the fact that Josh was 26, 27 and just doing what he liked. Right. And not, and not what you know, Aaron Spelling, sorry, I'm not, I, this is not degrading Aaron <laughs> Spelling, but there was a lot of formula, yes. formulaic things that um, came from, you know, older, you know, generations. Totally. And that was, and you know, Josh being that young, at that time in the early aughts, there were a lot, the industry started looking towards a lot of younger mm-hmm. writers and, and such, although he still holds the record. As, For what? For um, youngest showrunner ever. Is that true? Yeah. It was on Wiki. I'm going to make him a trophy. He's going to love that. Yeah. Um, well, so we wanted today to break down the top 10 moments from season two of the OC. With a few bonuses scattered in. Because I don't know how we pick. <laughs> I don't know how we whittle it down to this. But we have a few, right? It was hard. It was It hard. was not easy. This This is also the best season, I think. Really? Yes. It's it's uh, the, the the whole cast, all the extras. I miss Anna. Anna has a special place in my heart because I'm from Pennsylvania originally as well. Where and, about? Like, uh, I'm from Philly. My mom's from Philly. Nice. Nice. Uh, Not ew. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how we tell the difference between Rachel and Summer. She's like, yay, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> <ew>. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, well, first we... Should we watch a clip? Should I say what it is? What do you think? Well, let's... Yeah, we can start with um, episode one. It's from the distance, and it is... It involves Marissa. Why do we have to keep doing this? Honey, instead of shutting me out, just tell me what's bothering you. You really want to know what's bothering me? Do you? Do you really want to know what's on my mind? Yes. Ah! Zoics, scoobs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we just watched... uh, the infamous scene where we find out what's really wrong with Marissa. What did her insides feel like? Her insides feel like screaming. I just watched the Jenny Slate stand-up where she screams like a fucking amazing pro. And like, all I can think of is I wish she did a Jenny Slate scream. Anyway, <laughs> Misha did an amazing scream and threw some patio furniture in the pool. Right but, into the pool. So so I want to get your take on this because I was there. I was pretty impressed with what she did. But for some reason, it's kind of this infamous or famous, like it didn't resonate or how, how, what, what was your take on it? Yeah. I, I feel, at first, it's super goofy. Like, okay. like the play, one, if somebody's talking to you, the funniest thing you can do is just point to your headphones and shake your head like you don't. <laughs> like, what? No. And it's not like those little earbuds are noise canceling. Yeah. Just like, mm. No. And, and then it's, it's very funny and big, but teenagers are very funny and big. Yeah. And then it's also like, and I think this is the 
fortunate, unfortunate part of getting older. Now it makes me so sad for her. I remember thinking it was one of the funniest scenes back in the day. And now I'm just like, oh, this little girl's in so much pain. Like, right. It <laughs> and probably, with yeah. no way to let it out. Like, yeah. when Mike and I were that age, we had freestyle rap. That's sure. what we, we would do. <laughs> but she, like, the that only That would have been way... a much better scene, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, mom, here's what I feel. Yeah. Listen up, bitch. You want to know? <laughs> Julie has you no really choice but to beatbox. Yeah. Not going to the snow <laughs> sea, yo. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. But so, yeah, it, it it's funny because a lot of people had that reaction to this scene like it was comical. Right. When, it's when, just that so wasn't... awkward that you've like, I think a lot of times yeah. people will laugh out of nervousness right. because it's raw. It's like right there. I thought the music, the editing, I mean, the fact that they gave her light enough furniture to throw right. is a good thing. Although, you know, it would have been, be been heavy teak. And, and <laughs> She's like, oh, and just couldn't lift it and just kind of shoves it two inches forward. <laughs> that would be the best version. Oh, man. But I do think that it was written for some extremely, you know, to, to reveal to the audience how fucked up she yeah. really is. And and I know, for like you said, it came off. Some people thought it was funny, or people make fun of it. But um, I don't know. I thought she did. How a many decent times job. did she scream? When I'm sure we talked about it. She had. How many to, times did you do it? Not too many times. No. No. I, no. It's a full I think commitment, so. right there. Yeah, she can. She definitely commits. Also, uh, Julie Cooper loss of words. Yes. How often is that seen on the show? <laughs> like, can't that just frozen there? And and how how big Marissa is and how quiet Julie is, which it, like it elevates all of it. And also, it's one of the rare times Julie is like, no, real. Just, I'm putting down the Julie mask that I always wear. Can you just fucking talk to me? And for like, she means it. And I think throughout this whole season, Julie's like, oh wait, I've been kind of a shit mom, <laughs> and and is trying to stop that. And Marissa's like. Too little, too late. Yeah. yeah. She's always, she's balancing. You know, yeah. we saw her as the traditional villain um, in the beginning. And yes. now she's definitely has this arc. As, yeah. As we're, One of as my favorite doing. TV villains, for sure. Plus, I agree. If you guys ever need help moving, like yeah. Mike and I have this thing where I'll say, show me what's on the inside. Show me how you really feel. And he will scream and he will grab your furniture <laughs> and he will throw it in the throw it right at the car. <laughs> Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. And Article's website is so easy to use and actually very inspiring. And they have so many great ideas and photos. And sometimes I just, I like to check into the website to see what's new. Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. They are dedicated to a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. I like to redo my house. I almost want to say daily, but not that extreme. <laughs> An article, it's so easy, it's so accessible, and it's so cute. It goes with the aesthetic of my house flawlessly. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. You save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash OC and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash OC to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Olipop is a new kind of soda. It tastes just like the sodas I grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. They have delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, strawberry vanilla, and their newest flavor, classic grape. I love the classic root beer. And then 
I actually have this keto ice cream that I love and you just plop that on there and now you got a nice root beer float. Ooh, I love a float. <laughs> I love the classic orange squeeze flavor. It is like a creamsicle. Oh, yum. Yeah. Briar tries to take it from me every time. And she can <laughs> drink it because you want to know why. It's much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. Go to drinkolipop.com slash the OC or use code the OC at checkout to receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. I recommend trying their variety pack. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash the OC. Olipop can also be found in over 8,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Target, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. Let's move on to the next one. From episode two of season two, The Way We Were, um, this is Summer telling Seth a thing or two. Why don't we uh, have a look? My favorite Argyle sweater. You had me at Chrismica in a freaking Wonder Woman costume, and you chose Anna. Yeah, yeah. fuck that. You had me three months ago, <laughs> and you left. I want to make that up to you. It has nothing to do with me. It is about you, and it is always about you. Snaps. What you need That's right. and what you want, you know? It seems that you only want me when you can't have me. Then that's the moment yeah. where Summer becomes the most mature yes. character on the show. That's, that's, that's the, the one. That's the related to moment, for sure. Put Seth in his place. Finally, somebody did it. You're selfish. Yeah. He yeah. is selfish. You know, oh, Seth yeah. is very selfish and very self-involved. But teenagers are Teena- Teenagers are, but there's also what, what's what's fun about Seth and how Brody plays him is, uh, for a long, so many guys are like, I'm the nice guy. But they thought just being like, not a openly douche. Not kicking the shit out of people right. makes it nice good, guy. But he's such a different kind of wormy piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to give it up to Zach in that scene too because any other guy would have been like, ah, we got, like, I got the girl. But he just calmly yeah. drove away. No, we've learned that Zach is like the, the best. nicest, yes. you know, sweetest he, little chocolate lab. He does. <laughs> he's kind says. of a, a summer version. But then we find out in the season that he does some kind of manipulative things too. Although he's he's kind of the perfect guy, but he's, you know. It, it yeah. feels like the longer he hangs out with Seth, the more mm-hmm. he gets like oh. dragged into the dirt. And he's just like, <laughs> if you're going to keep playing like this, fucking fine. Like, right, right, right. Right, you can only go so far. Well, I I know that was a very impactful speech. Yeah, it, but you're on the brink of tears the whole time and like not, Fully, it's man. You did that thing with your jaw, and it really felt like I don't want to. Pearly, I don't want to fully sob right now. You didn't have to stand on a hot dog cart or a coffee cart. You could just be on the ground. I was on the ground, yeah, yeah. which was a first for sure. And you're petite, and you're powerful. <laughs> petite, and pa- well, why? Thank you. Yeah. Interesting take oh, on the uh, whole. Yeah, mature. Yeah, that is pretty mature for a teenager to. Yeah. Realize those things. Okay, so, so now um, from episode six, yes. the Chrismica that almost wasn't. Okay, so Julie and Jimmy first hook up, but but also there was the boat. Remember when you said, we've got Julie on Jimmy, Jimmy on Julie in her <laughs> podcast, and it made me blush. Yes. <laughs> she blushes anytime we talk about her and Tate hooking up. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Is it because he's such a handsome man? He is a very fun, fun, Did, did fun he ever sing man. Hercules songs on set? Did he ever go the distance? I don't think he actually sang. He was the, he I was think the he voice. was the, oh. the talking voice and there was somebody else. But but we've had, we just, we, I just, we all loved hate so much. So much. That, um, you know, it's not always fun to uh, be romantically involved with doing, I mean, it's always, it can be awkward. I think we should do a reboot and Summer and Jimmy. 
<laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and then Summer and Ryan, like, you're just going. <laughs> I know, I'm all over the place. Do you have Listen. the checklist of dudes you didn't yeah, get to make out with back then? I just want to experiment. Anyone that I didn't get to, like, hook up with, make out with, I need to have a chance. Yeah. Well, if it isn't the Grinch and Lady Grinch. I brought fruitcake. Oh, shouldn't have. I'll okay. take your... <laughs> now, look where Caleb goes. Where's he go? It's up to you. Where does he go? Julie, sorry. I couldn't resist. This orange chicken is... God, fun. I have missed you all day. <laughs> the is... balls on this woman. No, I actually... There's, there are moments where I literally can see that's Mindy having fun. <laughs> like, it's not Anytime acting. you're acting with Tate, that is Mindy having fun. Yeah. It had to be fun to be Julie. To, like, just sink your teeth into Absolutely. everybody. Absolutely. I, I, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I was like, was, what was the... Was there any a time... Was there any time that I was not having fun? And I've said this, honestly, actually making the video of the porn identity uh-huh. was uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm like, I wish I had that storyline. Like, how fun to make a fake porn. I have amnesia. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We're getting it into the... It's so good. Yeah, maybe because I'm so... You know, yeah. Anyway. I did a lot of research to see if that acting was accurate that you did in the porn. It was close. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a lot of the movies I watched. Actually, now that I can see it, I mean, I'm being honest of how I felt then. Yeah. I remember being uncomfortable. But now I'm looking at it and saying, we did a really good job with the 80s and make me look younger and... and The, the layers. And then the, the... So Mindy can act. Julie cannot. Right. And the layers of that is fucking well done. <laughs> it's like when you're a good singer, but you have to try to sing bad. It's yeah. really hard to do, you know? Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can watch that later because that ends up being a really good scene. But it does. Anyway. Okay. Um, another one from episode six, the Chrismica that almost wasn't. Summer saves Chrismica! <sighs> so, Summer Roberts, you saved Chrismica? Kinda did, didn't I? Oh, but I can repay you. Well, you can start by carrying my tree to my car later. Hmm? Hey, guys. Hey. Eggnog for latkes. None for Summer, gives her gas. <laughs> None for Summer, gives her gas. <laughs> Is that eggnog or latkes? <laughs> I think both. <laughs> What did you guys think of the Lindsay character? And the and the fact that she created the Yamaclaws. Adorable. The Yamaclaws. So we, we were big Lindsay fans because, you know, she's nerdy. We were nerdy. And her her Freudian slippers, her like... Oh, yeah. She's a... Do you know somebody sent me? Because I said on the podcast... Did they? That I really wanted those. I wanted those. What's up? <laughs> and I received them. Sorry. Well, you got two slippers, right? So you can give one. Uh, yeah. Yes. You know, we found them. we found out that um, Lindsay was inspired by Stephanie Savage. Oh, really? And her the way she was and, in high school, and, yeah, and very intelligent and academic. It, and it was cool seeing like so Ryan's there as like the bad boy kid who shouldn't be at Newport Harbor, but for another, again feeling like the poor kids in Orange County, another version of that. Like you're in the beater car. You don't really relate to a lot of the rich kids who are around you. Like, it was very cool. She's like, I'm head down. I'm just driving forward. I'm not here to make friends. But then right. when he gives that, like, sideways, the, when Atwood hits on any girl, he just, like, tilts in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like, how are you going to say no to that dreamboat? <laughs> but yeah. the, uh, the other uh, part of this episode, when she actually hands the Yamaclaws mm-hmm. to... Actually, no, when Ben... Sorry, Ben. When Ryan hands it to Seth, he does this, like... He looks away and hands it to Seth. Right. Like, yeah. oh, that's one of my favorite moments in that episode. Yes. They, they're supposed to cancel the date with the girls. Yeah. yeah and after that, they know they all the girls. Ooh. She yeah. made Yama clauses. And yeah. this whole scene, we, we can only, we can't just sit quietly and watch a five minute scene, but all of it from Seth grabbing Lindsay 
and and being and and this is like the, the positives of Seth is the motor mouth to win people over and like calm them down and be like, yeah, our family's a little fucked up. <laughs> uh, and then just oh, the the perfect music under the bed, it, it's heartwarming, and everybody has these great little moments, and the camera's just moving around that everybody is like, let's just chill out and like this is the holiday. The we sing- love each other. The singer of that song is his name is Ron Sexsmith. Is that true? That's. If that's your name, you have to become a rock star. Like, that's the best name I've ever heard. Yeah, absolutely. Either yeah. that or a porn star, but you know. <laughs> and, and what was the um, one that Adam made up? The song? Oh, the, the, the Christmas. It, oh, it's yeah. to the tune of a Death Cab song. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Something in color. Uh, but it's just like a Moses and Jesus. <laughs> they both had beards. Uh, that's the only line I remember. That's awesome. <laughs> this is the scene that, like, even this week, uh, when Seth presents the house and all the lights turn on. Like, I don't cry at the deaths. I don't, like, if you die on the show, I don't cry. This one, like, my bottom lip starts quivering. Aww. It's, this one's, this scene is a lot for me. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Christmas well, it, does it for you. They're, they're going through this, this whole experience for us is there are these cliffhanger episodes, but then there are ones that just feel so satisfying. Mm-hmm. And it, and it includes so many traditional TV tropes yeah. and things, but, and this is like one of them. I want to tell all these characters in the scene, like, enjoy this because you guys are never going to be happy together again. <laughs> like, this is the last time all of you never. smile at the same time. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, next from episode eight, The Power of Love. Oh boy, here we go. This is one of my favorite scenes too. Sandy. Serenade. I know it's late. Listen this to that voice. This isn't really Peter Gallagher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? oh yeah. Holy shit. He got an album from this. So he... So he sang this song. If you, you haven't listened to our podcast, leave something right But um, he sang this, and then he got two album offers from this. Holy crap. Because he was a Broadway, you know, he's a Broadway singer, and he's, you know, oh, a performer. That. And that's why they kept putting him with a mic in yeah. front of him. And, you know. He has a beautiful voice, yeah. Peter. I, I th- Seven Days in Memphis was the name of the album. He got to do it. Yeah, his voice is perfect for that. That's and So one of the reasons we picked or like submitted this one is uh, in this season one, they are the power couple. They're so strong. They're like the core of the show. And then this season beats the shit out of Kiki and Dude, Sandy. Right. You're telling me. And this <laughs> is like the one positive moment <laughs> like, yeah. that they get. It's a really sweet moment that they get for sure. I had such issues with the Rebecca storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he leaves, when he leaves on Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still mad. I wish we could have just introduced Carter to Rebecca. They could have yes. ran off, right. and the Coens could have been fine. Right here's the Sandy substitute, but it's, <laughs> like, but it's but it's also you know I know fans were you know angry about Rebecca and Carter and Kirsten's drinking and all of that, but but even Kelly, you know, she sent me that text a bit back where she said, "I'll." All marriages have problems, sure. and it's not just infidelity. It's like you know the damage, like you know when she when she goes into her drinking and she's going to rehab and you know all of a sudden Ryan and sorry Seth and Sandy are discussing well what about you well what about you what have mm-hmm. you done to her and it's you know with the acknowledgement that things were going on right and but it's still kind of there's something in Marissa or sorry Summer says it's bigger than you Seth you know I thought that was very mature of you. But yeah, this here we go. Most yeah, mature yeah. character on the She's show. She's like, it's bigger than what you did, right? And it really has to do with that. But, but yeah, it's like, um, yeah, their relationship just um, it took a took a beating. Yeah, you you hit rough patches. You take each other for granted just a little too long. 
Uh, and when you look like them in Newport, people are going to be after them like that. You can't. Uh, the key party. The key party. Oh, I fucking love that episode where they both just trying to dare each other to do it. And also, I don't think you can be raised by Cal and not have some sort of substance abuse problem at some point. Well, and I think that's the thing that we're not, just because the audience isn't being shown mm-hmm. a demonstrative um, characteristics from Kirsten, who knows? We never know what's going on inside their minds. Right. Right. Also, the people who didn't understand the drinking or thought it came out of nowhere, uh, thats they only watched the season once. When you watch it eight, nine, ten times, <laughs> yeah. you see it's pretty well developed throughout the entire right, you're year. Like, you're looking for the Easter yeah. eggs and you're like, hey, well, that one just made her feel, you know, stressed out. Because, I mean, we have this thing where it's drink every time Kirsten does. And so, <laughs> oh, we so started getting get messed up. It's yes. a rough show if you go for it that way. Really? Okay, good to know. You heard it here, people. She may like her Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not gonna die. Uh, okay. Uh, from episode 14, The Rainy Day Women, Julie finds out about Marissa and Alex. Well, I was just making bagels. I figured if the Coens can do it, why can't we? Oh, none for me. Thanks. I don't eat breakfast. Oh, it's very punk of you. You know, I used to like the punk in my day. Mom. Oh, the punk. Marissa. I love yeah. that. My day. The punk it still is my honest. day. Oh. We'll be keeping kosher in no time. What is with these Cooper women and making out with people in kitchens when there's other people all over the place? <laughs> kitchens are the sexiest room in the house, I guess. Rock on. <laughs> it's cute. It is I mean, cute. It's, it's really... I love Julie in this scene. You're so funny. Yeah, we, we talked about the fact that she's she recognizes in her, like mm-hmm. we talk about human beings, she sees someone cool right. and she instantly wants her to know, I'm cool too. I'm like, oh, I totally get that. It's like, like Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. Just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like the other moms. I'm a cool mom. Right. <laughs> I'm <Kitty> young. <laughs> yeah. And she does. She sees herself as like, look, you know, to later on. She's like, you know, I don't mind. Just let me know. She wants to own every room, right? And she actually knows how to rattle adults. But the minute like a, a young gal with some blue in her hair shows up, she's like, oh, no. Right. She, I'm gonna, she has to think I'm cool. Right, right. right. <laughs> Which is the least cool thing a parent can do. Yeah. Just like beg a teenager to... <laughs> And then approval. right a- and right after this, where she says, you know, you know, she's my, I have something to tell you. And Marissa very confidently with a little milk wipe says, <laughs> she's my girlfriend. No, not a girl that's a friend, right. my girlfriend. And Julie's response is an open mouth. Uh, <laughs> but, and then later on, she has this kind of, you know, like, oh, you know, it was a phase for me too. When you're you know. into White Snake, you're going to hook up with other guys. And Jaeger. Marissa opens the fridge, grabs the carton of milk, and drinks from it. Yes. Is that just a TV thing? Has anybody ever actually done that in real life? Because TV characters do it all them. the time. I've had exes that, like, I'll take, like, a jug of juice and drink out of it, which always, bo- it always bothers me. Yeah. Get a glass. Get a glass. Get a glass. It's like and the th- same thing. Like, don't use my toothbrush. If the cardboard is on it, then if you're the person, if you're yeah. the monster... Drinking yeah. from the card, you get cardboard lips. I think she was just getting the Got Milk campaign. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because we found... Get, oh, yeah, we found, we found out we got out, offered a Got Milk campaign. What, did she do one? Didn't Didn't Josh say the, all of us got offered a Got Milk campaign? Right, and that you turned, turned down, down a Super Bowl God thing. damn it! <laughs> I just got over that as in forgot about it, and it keeps coming back to haunt me. <laughs> Fucking A. The things we learned. Ah. Okay. Pepsi, if you're listening, I'm available. (laughs) (laughs) Public Goods is the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from personal care and household products to coffee, toilet paper, shampoo, pet food, and more. 
Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. Okay, so I love their dish soap. Mm. It's the strangest thing, but my dishes are clean, first of all. And (laughs) it just feels good knowing that there aren't these harsh chemicals. Mm. So I compared labels to my old traditional soap. Yeah. There's like ether in it. (sighs) This has like things derived from coconuts. So it's, it's healthier, trust me. When you're doing dishes all the time, you yeah. want something healthy for you. You want to eat off something yeah. that's been cleaned in the right <laughs> way, for sure. They ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives, still common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, animals, and the environment. So I was at an Airbnb for a wedding recently, and in their bathrooms, I noticed that all they had was public goods um, products. I was so happy to see it because I was like, I can actually use the stuff they provide because I know there's nothing bad in it. And I just love everything. The hand soap, my hands feel great. Oh, yes, I have that too. They use a membership model to keep costs low and pass on even more savings to their customers. Best of all, you can make your first purchase with no obligation. We've worked out an awesome deal. Receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash the OC or use code the OC at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com forward slash the OC to receive $15 off your first order. Fresh from San Diego, California, comes the only sunglasses brand I'm ever going to wear again. I'm talking about Blender's Eyewear, and you are going to be just as hooked when you see how awesome these shades are. I got the lilac lacy, and I love the sleek design and how sturdy they are. Blender's team of in-house designers are constantly coming out with new styles, from orange polarized wraparounds, tortoiseshell frames with purple lenses, to classic gold arms on black lens. And it's not just sunglasses. Blenders has prescription glasses, readers, and blue lights, as well as a snow collection with goggles and accessories. So I have a pair of these super cool readers, and I have a pair of the polarized sunglasses in the same frames. It's like a classic cat eye. Mm. It's one of my favorites. But I use these polarized glasses every time I go to the beach because polarized makes everything super saturated and the colors of the ocean are just even that much more incredible. Mm, I like that trick. A little tip. (laughs) (laughs) To score 15% off your Blenders purchase, visit blenderseyewear.com and enter promo code OCVIP. That's blenderseyewear.com code OCVIP for 15% off. Blenders, rocked with pride worldwide. From that same episode, we have probably... This is the scene that you guys are going to reenact for us. We've yeah, yeah. About this. <laughs> the infamous Spider-Man kiss between Seth and Summer. Oh. Also, this is like the, the famous moment from this montage, but the whole Champagne Supernova, Anyone? everything, from, from the little kid playing with the horses mm-hmm. to, to Marissa comforting Ryan, like every one of these is so good. Right. Yeah. This show crushed montages. <laughs> like, it really did. Not just because the montage is in the OC. We crushed montages. We found out that Toby Maguire and Kirsten Dunst had just as much problems as these, as right. Adam Brody. Oh, yeah, kissing upside Wilson. down in the rain, not easy. You could see him going, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> trying to breathe through it. Yeah. 
And then, and then, of course, just the actual rain. How many times do you remember how long you had to do it? I don't. But it was inside. It was very weird and Is it cold? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't heat it. Why? They should. It's no, very, well, very expensive. Do and they and they damaged the set from that, they found out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a lot of water. It was a lot of water. <laughs> His face is covered the entire time. Was there any part that was like, it's we could use a stunt double? Yes, it's not. I'm actually making out with his stunt is that double. True? No. No, it's not true. Oh. So no, the most of it, most of the other part was actually climbing. That was a stunt man. What they did to Seth has an, or Adam has a name. It's called waterboarding. <laughs> this is, yeah. that, that's like Guantanamo Bay crime. torture right there. You're right. But I think this is the moment, right? Of maybe all four seasons. The most iconic, the one that's most referenced. Yes. Oh, you mean the, the, the kiss? The kiss, yeah. Yeah. And I like when Josh was on talking about it, like him talking about how he wrote backwards, basically. He was like, like I want to do that I kiss. I need this. So how, how are we, we going to get, get there? there? Yeah. <laughs> well, what I love about when, when I guess the stunt double is climbing the roof, he does a perfect like pose and looks at the camera and is just like, I could be Spider-Man. Yeah. He does like, it. He, yeah. he literally ha- incorporated the characteristics of Spider-Man. Yeah, well, because awesome. Brody always wanted to be Spider-Man, even though that's probably the stunt double doing right. the stance. But Brody really wanted to be Spider-Man. He would have been a good Peter Parker for sure. He would have been a great Peter Parker. Absolutely. Maybe he still can if they do an older version. (laughs) Well, there's 18 Peter Parkers. There are 18. So, hey, anyone has a chance. (laughs) Okay. So, moving on. Good Lord. This is my favorite. Well, we should mention that in season two, we did have iconic bait shop moments. Mm -hmm. Like, my favorite was The Killers, I think. And we talked about that with Alex Patsavas. But this is my favorite music moment of the whole series. Watch the rest of this. Oh, God. There's more. Oh, yes. Yo, there's, there's so more. much in this. Oh, one, there's God. so much. I cried. Shocking. I loved that dress. That was that Givenchy. Uh-huh. Did you steal it? My way. That montage is real heavy. And then the next, yeah, and then it gets even heavier. Yeah. The next episode is so heavy. So, anyway. That was a great music moment. Yeah, fix you. It's a time that song. I think that's another going back to why why it resonates is it used music better than I think nine hundred two one zero did or Melrose. Like for other shows in this similar oeuvre, uh, mm-hmm. it just Josh and Co were tapped into like the times or ahead of the times because they picked this one and just were like people are gonna fucking love this song. Yeah, right. And we had a Beck episode too. Yeah, you know, with all the Beck music. Yeah, before in the Malt episode, right? In the Malt episode, it's my right. favorite episode of all time. The Malt episode is yes. What? Yes. Really. It's that's the last time where they're all happy together, and it's like this roller coaster it's where wacky and goofy you're at and... the height and you can see the whole place, and then after they get out of the mall, it's downhill. <laughs> Never leave the mall. <laughs> Never leave the mall. Yeah, we found out that that yeah, of course that was the reset episode yeah, right. where there was it's like halfway through the season. Yeah, we get them back together. We've ended these other storylines, and we're about to start these other storylines. Let's have them all. Well, in a happy place. You want to watch the we're there. The <laughs> <laughs> What's going on there, Lou? My espresso has faded. Podcast nap time. <laughs> okay. So from episode 24, the dearly beloved. Man, this is so I don't remember seeing this. I was crying during this one. <clears throat> oh. I didn't know he had company. Hi, I'm Dr. Kenneth Woodruff. I'm a counselor at the Syriac Drug and Alcohol Abuse Rehabilitation Center. 
Look at Kelly's face. Kelly's, Kelly's okay, performance is, in this on? scene is probably to me the best acting of this whole series. Oh yeah, she does an amazing job. Uh, what for? Why? That. That's such a, why. Why would I need that? Yeah, what? I think she knows why, but she's <laughs> yeah. still asking. Yeah, and what? <laughs> but she, everything she says is so like viable. And just how she simmers anger. In, and the way she this. talks to Ryan. The way she talks, yeah. When she turns and Seth's there. Yes. Oh. I lost it. There's a, there's a lot of good quiet Seth moments in this season where like he starts growing a backbone where it's after that or maybe we'll watch it that Caleb slap off and then Caleb doesn't want to leave and he's bo- trying to bug Kiki in the closet and it's Seth is like, Grandpa, you need to leave. Yeah, yeah. And Cal's face is like, oh shit, even this little worm is telling me I should yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Now, I think if your family does an intervention, you probably have to like look at it. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention. <laughs> I mean, maybe. There might be a problem. I just like Ryan, how it's perfectly. <laughs> that's why I brought shit. you here today. <laughs> that's what you guys are here for? <laughs> that's how we set this all up. Oh, no. <laughs> But everyone says their case, and he's like, "Okay, and now you." It's yeah. like literally, but, but it's, it was done really well. You know, it's like, and it's like you're almost like w- what Kirsten says. You're like, "Yeah, you kind of believe what she's saying." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Come on," you know, like like the way Seth was like, "Her dad just died. Right. She had a few drinks. Give her a break. You're pushing," and and you know, and people get sober so many different ways. Right. You don't have to go away, but she's you know, it's it's like. But if I, if you're kicking and screaming like she has been the whole time, she's yeah. like, I'm handling it my own way while grabbing a bottle. Yeah, <laughs> it's right, like, right, by right. not handling it. Right. Yeah. Might be a little bit of a problem here. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, wow. Here we are. Here we are. I was wrong about the Spider-Man thing. This, <laughs> this, what we're about to do, is the most iconic moment. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what we're about to do is from episode 24, season two, The Dearly Beloved, where Marissa shoots Trey. <laughs> Oh, it's so violent. Oh, God. It really is brutal. He's about to smash his face in with a telephone. With a telephone. Like an old school, really hard plastic telephone. The slow-mo with his face, like, what? Oh, and the blood slowly <laughs> seeping through his thermal. You got to wear a thermal in Southern California. You have to wear a thermal <laughs> under a button shirt, first of all. He's confused and offended that he was shot. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I yelled at the camera or yelled at the screen was, when Seth calls Marissa and says, you're closer, we're on our way, but he's going after his brother, you're closer. Right. Like, don't tell her to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. been through a lot with this specific situation right now. But if he didn't tell her to go, Ryan would be dead. That's yeah. true. Because Seth and Summer aren't shooting Trey. That's, right. That's very true. Yeah. I just love that that scene is so famous from the show that SNL actually parried it. Parried it? Parody. <laughs> Parodied. Parody. Satire. Parod- Satirized. Parodied. There's a couple things. The, the Californians are kind of a parody mm-hmm. of, oh, yeah. of our speech, too. Because we do talk like, like that when it comes to the freeways. <laughs> it slips out. Sure, the four or five to the five. Yeah. Anyone. To the 55. Southern California. Five to the four or five. And you oh, get made fun of in other parts of the country if you say the, I live in Colorado now, and they're just like, oh, the 25? I'm like, well, that's <laughs> what you want to dig your heels in right now? <laughs> There's so many other things to make fun of California. about. Because when we were young, my parents called it the Pomona Freeway, uh-huh. the Hollywood Freeway, and then it changed. We don't, because you could, you identified what part of that freeway was right. in the area of the town, but now we say the numbers and the the stuck. I, that's my theory. And that's why we say the O.C. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bonus scene since the episode is your favorite that's episode. So oh, Julie's meeting the pizza guy. <laughs> Hey, I got a pizza. Mm, for, what do we have uh, here? Some sausage you. pizza? <laughs> we have sex. No, I'm a virgin. 
At least I think, <laughs> At least I, am. I think I am. Just brilliant. <laughs> and then that scene with Alex yeah, is so like, great. it doesn't rattle her that much. Yeah. Saturday that Night Porn, sure. Yeah. yeah, she's like, cool, all right, do your yeah. thing. And that, then, that's one of my favorite scenes with Alex, too. Yeah, it's so good. And it feels like Julie, like, to take the power back, she's no longer like, I gotta look cool. Alex caught her watching porn. And then she's like, oh, Marissa's fucking you over, too. That's just what she does. She, yeah. like, she like jumps on her because she feels weak. That's well, and I then she it. says, look, I don't I mean, I'm not saying this to be mean. Right. But you're this month's yard guy. Yes. That's mean. That is mean. <laughs> you don't have to. Oh, and by the way, actually, we should not end um, today without saying one of my favorite lines. The hot yard guy, because the yard guy is hot, right? The hot yard guy in the yard who's hot or something. <laughs> like that. Right? Uh, something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> that was, that was oh, one of my... Oh, don't yell at the yard guy. He's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Break me off a piece of that. How would you guys feel about DJ? He's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he's in undeniable. The yard. One of our favorite lines is 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 a, a very dumb one, and it's just our misreading is when she's like, "Don't call me DJ," and it's not her name. Why would DJ call her DJ? Yeah. It's just there, there's like a comma missing oh, in the yeah. line reading. That's so. <laughs> I want to rewatch that now and look at that. That's funny. <laughs> Don't call me DJ. <laughs> Let's kill this guy, man. Hey. <laughs> I also really like that the, the bigger guy has the most 2000s facial hair of just chin beard. You guys made a point. I heard you talk about this. That he he's he it's not the weight of a football. Right. That's like a big crystal solid yeah, thing. That wood is ripped. He has to shot put. Yeah, he is he shot putting <laughs> the crystal egg. But that's from a thing. Because the egg is from Risky Business, and the yes. scene is uh, recreating a scene from Risky Business. And I thought this was such an important example. Like, the show, I think, started this trend of how many levels of pop culture are we going to go? You know, they mentioned the movie, but then to recreate a scene, and this that kind of thing took off. Like, uh, How I Met Your Mother, a lot of shows after it sort of did this thing of, we're going to discuss pop culture in our world, but also recreate it from their world, you know, from our, the audience world. We're exploring the impact of the show and the, the, the cultural impact is exactly what you're talking about. Not only did people want to either be Seth or Ryan mm-hmm. or you guys wanted to be Seth, but also <laughs> what people started. Well, um, we were Seth. We wanted to be Ryan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Unfortunately, we were Seth. That yeah. was not a good thing. But you started seeing these trends in film and television, I guess, that were similar to what they did here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the, the, referencing and sneaking references under references, you know? Right. Meta, meta, meta. Meta, meta. And exactly, yes, yeah. Seth almost is Deadpoolian at a certain point where he sort of knows he's in a show. The the way he talks about everybody, he almost is like, well, what's your storyline this week? Like, he almost breaks that fourth wall. Well, and Josh has said um, that they used, he needed Seth's voice mm-hmm. to get through this show. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and just because, like I said before, he just did things that he liked. Yeah. And thought and then and then took it even further. Like the Rooney episode was super, super meta. Yeah, because that's in the LA, right? And the, the yeah. Valley characters are there yeah, at that yeah. point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The Grady's. The Grady's. Um, and our final clip today, we're gonna go back to your favorite episode, the mall episode. We're gonna play a little hockey. And see, this this is like a trope that on TV, like getting stuck somewhere. Uh-huh. And but we're seeing it like realistically played up. Sort of realistically. Very realistically. <laughs> <laughs> so realistically. I love the color-coded hockey masks. Oh, yeah. That's right. I just love how into it Summer gets. Yeah. yeah. 
We're doing an activity now. Yeah. You know, Stephanie Savage told us that it had a weird, it had a, had a weird reaction when it first came out, but actually the more reaction is what you said nowadays. It's like people go back and some people loved it and some people loved it or didn't. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you think that everyone on the shows that you love are happy for most of it, but they're not. They're actually like (laughs) sad and broken for most of it. So to have a moment like this, that's light. you got to cherish that. Breath of fresh air. It makes all the darker moments hit harder because you now have, you're like, remember when they were just playing hockey in a mall? Yeah. Remember the good times? But this was a very dark episode for me personally, which I've discussed when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston split up. Right. (laughs) It was very dark. It was a dark evening. It's hard for everybody. It was hard for me to play hockey. Especially because I never did. But they then you fought doubles. through it. I'm so proud that you fought through it. through it. You know what? I did and I camped. I camped hard. <laughs> and I felt good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so oh, what? You have questions for us? No. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So we're going to get some questions. <laughs> Flip from- the bitch. Wait, if only there was a script we could have read before this. <laughs> if only I could have prepared. If only there was a show I could watch to know what was going on. That would be so helpful. <laughs> what? Um, just on your podcast, when what's it? Ryan. That's what happens all the time in your podcast. That's how we reset segments. And by we, it's, and it, it turned out we were on the way up, we were talking about where like, I think it started off very naturally. And then I became a parody of myself where I was just like, and it, I have to separate between where I'm like, Ryan and Seth are doing this. And so Ryan, what do you think <laughs> oh. we should ask Mindy and Rachel right now? Was that a segue? I think so. <laughs> a professional podcaster. All right, can I ask you guys a question? Yes. Do you feel like better podcasters after a year of doing the show? Did you, because we're, you know, we teach it and uh, do you guys feel more comfortable at it? Do you feel better at it? Better at interviews? Better at talking to each other? I mean, better at talking in general? Sure. No, I I don't know. (laughs) It's hard to... Better? I don't know. But definitely more comfortable Mm. because there's like a whole formula, right? Or like, at least with this because we're rewatching a show. So there needs to be a bit more of a formula. But I find myself wanting to converse more like somebody on the street. Like, hey, so how'd you grow up? What was your childhood like? And like really get into it. No, I'm just kidding. But I (laughs) I think that the more we do it and the more Mindy and I, we can like play off each other more because it had been a long time since we had seen each other. So it's fun and more comfortable at this point for sure. Um, There's a saying, uh, rehearse on camera. And I feel like we did that in the beginning where we were just rehearsing. We weren't quite sure what the show was going to be, what it entailed. We did everything remotely because of COVID. And obviously when you're doing a rewatch, sometimes we would get into conversations and catching up with people and uh-huh. at with at the expense of not talking about the episode as much. Sure. So, we had a little bit of that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, so, I mean, but that's, that's kind of... And, and also the distance... It took us a while to have a better chemistry, I think, because we couldn't be in in studio. Yeah. There's so. a double Dutch rhythm that if you're just a little box on the computer, it's harder to see somebody's body language if they're going to be like, I, I, I right. want to talk. Right. Yeah. Well, I will. And I looked back and, and it's a skill I never thought I would have done. Uh, just even having conversation, doing publicity and such was never really my thing. But being able to have these conversations and connecting with people and researching and figuring out things. You know, I like to be prepared, but I'm also, if I have preparation, then you know what you'll do in the moment. Yeah. That's that's what the biggest thing that I've learned because like I then said- Then I'm the opposite by nature. Like I'm definitely fly by the seat of my pants. Like <laughs> don't know what's going on. Just go for it. But I think because we're opposite in that way, it works. She comes up and has funny qu- quips that she says- 
where I'm trying to like talk about facts. You steer the ship <laughs> and then you have a sidekick yeah, and you who have just a man pops overboard. off and tries to, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. But also, I, you know, when it, I think there's a responsibility of us because we were there and we want to give some behind the scenes info that, that nobody has heard before. Sure. And, but we can't do that for every single scene because we weren't there. So, you know, I ask editors or I'll ask, we ask Josh or we get guests that might've been there, but yeah. then some episodes are going to be, we're going to talk about the scenes and have people's rea fan reactions like yours. Yeah. So it's, you have to be flexible. Let That's me just say the next show you guys work on and do a podcast about have more people hook up. That's what everybody cares about. They want all of the who was kissing who. <laughs> uh, so make sure that scenes, happens yeah, more yeah, next yeah. time. Yeah, that reboot. Yeah. I know who I'm kissing. <laughs> I think we all know at this <laughs> who point. Are you not kissing <laughs> at this exactly. Point. Fair point. Uh, w with that, maybe it's people you'd want to kiss. Who uh, of the non-regular actors, if we were to get a reboot, who would you want to come back? Logan, so I could kiss him. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Gary Grubbs, Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> you have a thing for Bullet. He's so much fun. You know, it's it's not just people that you have fun in the scenes with, but you're fun, you know, as you're right. waiting around and and... I don't know. Who else would, you know, it would have been great to have Chris Carmack back because, I mean, he was a regular, but then I think they could have, I think everybody has said that they wish they could have done more with Chris Carmack. Plus to go from as much as you hate that guy yeah. to as much as you like him towards the end, that's an impressive turnaround. His yep. arc, yeah, he he really grounds Luke because it could have been so cartoonish to like what a bully to like what a puppy dog yeah. Luke goes. But you're like, I believe that you could fuck somebody's mom and they would forgive you because you're just so dumb. Yeah. You're just so dumb and lovable. <laughs> Is yeah. that why you're trying to call my mom all the time? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to forgive you if you Me do that. Me and Linda, we're tight. <laughs> Should I not say your mom's name on the don't show? Do, yeah, don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, what obstacles would a uh, 2022 guys? This is a podcast. I apologize. This is my first time doing this. Um, if there were, if you guys were going to reboot the show now, what what changes do you think in like society or the world would be an obstacle? Well, there's like the obvious things. Well, as we've been watching it, we're like, could we do that today? Could we? You know, the, there's quite a few things. Like Josh talked about the you know the Marissa Alex storyline. It was it was a really a big deal to Fox back then. Yeah, it's not you know it was it. No, I hate to say the word exploitive or you know it, for some reason it, it that would be handled very differently. Some of the things that Seth he makes gay jokes. You're right. Oh yeah, those those kinds of things um, absolutely would be handled differently. That's what minty means, by the way. Did yeah. you guys figure that out? Minty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he he says the know. pirates are minty, and he, he, he talks to me about that. yeah yeah. yeah. I yeah, don't know. That I, seems like... Yeah, a, and I think more diversity, obviously. Absolutely. I mean, that Marissa Alex thing, like, Fox was just like, in the commercial, you'll never believe two yeah, women right. kiss. It doesn't feel like the show is exploitative, especially no. when you're watching it. it. It felt like the Super Bowl-style commercials building to up to that episode. I'm so <laughs> sorry. In hindsight, the show is so huge, and it seems like it was a fun experience to work on. But while you were in the middle of working on it, was there any other opportunities you considered walking away from the OC to do? Every single one. No, <laughs> Except that Super Bowl commercial. Except that fucking Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> walking away from the show, never. Never in never. my mind. I mean... I don't, I'm trying to think opportunities. Did I have any? <laughs> I think actors, I mean, I, I, we can't speak for anybody else. Um, I'm sure you guys were, the four, the core four, the kids were getting offered things left and right that they couldn't do because of well, the schedule. The thing I'll say was how awesome the show was. Josh Schwartz and Bob DeLaurentis was the last season when I got a movie that was shooting while the OC was shooting and they 
made the schedule work where I could do both. Nice. Which is very cool. And you have to be super grateful for that kind of shit because, you know, that's hard to do, especially, you know, Marissa had died. Summer was kind of taking on more of a storyline without her, although uh, Taylor Townsend really right. stepped up. But um, yeah, just having that opportunity was was very, very awesome. What was the movie, Jumper? Yeah. So you had Jumper technology to get back <laughs> I was teleporting from Toronto yeah, to that LA. Seems, that seems so rare. So it was the only movie where it was actually possible. <laughs> <laughs> so we spoke mostly about season two. Were there any other iconic moments that you would like to mention that you could think of? On the spot. Be on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> or not. I've right. been so wrapped up in season two for I know. last week that uh, okay. I can't even remember anything else. But um, season three and season four, we haven't done shows about yet. And oh really? Yeah, what? we've only Less done the first two seasons in our brains. So really, no. How do you feel about Chris Pratt? I, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can see in the fourth season how he blew up. You know, mm -hmm. he doesn't yeah. have a lot of screen time, but his delivery—he feels <laughs> like that maybe he's improvising too. No one made me laugh more. Yeah, sure, believe it. And we're huge Willa Hollow fans, so yes. yeah. we're very much looking forward to that. I, I think iconic moments. Think about this. Uh, the, season one, maybe since we've I mean, done it. The trailer park. Mm -hmm. The trail. Welcome to the. I mean that that the, the pilot has so many iconic ones. And again, right. I'm obsessed with with Ben's sideways head while he's hitting on Marissa and saying, "Whoever you want me to be." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's how you get girls. You just have to have he's your head. Used that line before. Sure. sure. Uh, Seth running after Anna in in. I, re I loved that relationship. Confidence going. What? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she was in a Wonder Woman costume. I was in a Wonder Woman costume. I realized uh, Summer brings that up a lot throughout the series. And I was like, she she brings that up a lot. And then think about it. It's like, you fucking would. You threw yourself yeah. out there. Hello? And the guy ran away. What he the hell? And you Anna. Yeah. Uh, not just Ryan carrying Marissa mm. and TJ, uh, but uh. also after that episode in, when it was on. It said, like, the OC will be back in six weeks or something. Right. And we all flipped out. Like, <laughs> you can't do that to us. Well, and you know they that, knew what they were doing. That could have been the, if, that could have been the end of the show. Mm -hmm. If that had happened. But if instead, there was, what, up. 48 episodes in season one? <laughs> so long 27, season. Yeah. So It was quite long. Yeah. <laughs> quite. Very quite. My goodness, boys. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. Yes. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to do this more. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back be next Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we definitely um, love the take. And no, I'm just very, very in awe of your your pop culture wisdom. And you guys reminded me of Josh Schwartz that, listening you. to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, we should get these guys in here, especially because you're Orange County natives. How many times can you say I'm from Orange County here? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a, the, a generation of us that are broken by pop culture that grew up like with Tarantino and Kevin Smith. And we're like, yes, this is how I relate to things <laughs> too. <laughs> it would have been cool to play sports or kiss girls, but... This is what happened to us instead. So, <laughs> right, right, right. Pop culture. Very good. And here we are. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate it. It has been so much fun. And I love that you can tell me about the show more than I even could remember, yeah. which is always helpful. <laughs> we'll give you insights into your character. Please do. And if you could tell me who I play, that would be even more helpful. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having us. And it was so much fun. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you like to watch us, check us out on YouTube. Bye, bitches! Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 